This is episode three of Coming of Age. I'm Josie Herbert. We talked a lot about queer identities and experiences in most of my interviews. Yes, this is because most of my interview participants were found on Tinder, where I set up an account for this very purpose, and I set the profile to woman seeking women, thus queer people. One of the queer experiences I brought up in most of my interviews is how they realized they weren't straight. When I was 15, I think, 14 or 15, having a best friend who I made out with a lot. <laughs> By now you probably recognize MC's voice. I had this one friend group who just kind of liked to, uh, to kiss each other at like, parties and stuff to draw attention, I guess. And I was actually like the only one who actually really enjoyed it. I kind of wanted to do it more often. And they were just like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, let's get drunk, blah, blah, blah. I had a huge crush on my best friend. I remember that. It's very inconvenient. <laughs> I think she had a, best, a, a crush on me too, though. Like, she was kind of my experimental person. Never talked about it. It was so weird. This was the time that caused MC's suspicions that she wasn't straight, but she wasn't completely sure that her bisexuality wasn't a passing phase. Then I had sex with a lesbian. It was so different. Like, it was super slow, and I was feeling pretty uh, guilty for She was, like, stroking my body for 15 minutes. Whoa, like, are, are your hands not sore? No, no, shut up. <laughs> Continuing. And I do remember it then. I was like, whoa, I did not know that this was even possible. Like... Just finger work is apparently like enough. Like I'm pretty sure she showed me my G-spot. Like I knew that mm. I already thought I knew where it was. Mm. I could not be more wrong. <laughs> <laughs> sure, she would love to hear this story. <laughs> <laughs> However, being certain in her bisexuality caused MC to question her long-term relationship with a man. Definitely my first like real, real boyfriend, like living together kind of boyfriend. Um, I noticed that uh, I was really struggling with my sexuality, like being a, in a long-term relationship and not being able to kind of explore uh, if I actually liked girls or if it was just hormones and stuff like that. So we're in a sort of open relationship. And then I told him, like, okay, I'm actually really into girls, more sexually than mm. mentally. Uh, when that broke up, I kind of felt like, okay, I, I do like girls a lot. Now she's in an open relationship with her long-term boyfriend, but he wasn't always on board with the idea of non-monogamy. Got pretty serious, and then I told him, like, okay, that's, I don't mind getting serious, but I do feel like I still need to explore and, like, identify myself more, so I, I can't completely commit myself solitarily to you. So uh, I can only go more serious if you kind of let me do my thing with girls. Mm -hmm. It will not conflict with the whole relationship. I'm completely sure about that. Um, he found that a wee bit hard, but completely understood. I explained it as um, going on a holiday. Like if you're here, like it's nice in Holland. I'm very happy with it. Uh, but at some point it's just chill to experience something different, completely different by yourself, doing it for yourself. But there's nothing as coming home.
Jamie told me about their story of self-recognition from the pages of the puberty book their mother had given them. Do you remember what the book was called? Um... I th yes, it was called What's Happening to Me. Huh. And it's got, it's like a flat book with a bright pink cover. <laughs> so it was uh, really aimed at girls. Uh, yeah, there were two versions. There was a, like a ah. girl version and a boy version. I think my brother got the boy version a few years later. Interesting. Uh, actually, that was, I guess, an important book as well because it's like the f book that first told me that gay people existed. <laughs> and yeah. it was like a one-sentence thing and on one page. It was like, sometimes girls are attracted to girls and like I guess that's cool too, but we'll never mention this again for the rest of the book. But <laughs> Yeah, I, I love that... Uh, um, that it's interesting uh, hearing where people learn that just like brand new fact like yeah. I think about that a lot like in a lot of the like the puberty books that people have growing up like do they mention gay people at all most of them don't or it's one sentence but that's really Interesting. So did that, um, what do you remember thinking about that sentence? <laughs> it was like an immediate eye-opener to me, actually. Yeah. yeah, no, as soon as I read that, like, a lot of things started to make sense, and, like, a lot of the feelings I had had about some of my close friends. Um, it was still confusing for a while, because I guess the way the sentence was phrased, or at least um, the way I interpreted it, was, like, one or the other, like, you're attracted to boys or girls. Mm. And so it was, like, you know, very focused on that binary, and so I didn't, you know, figure everything out right away. Uh, but, you know, definitely it was, like, a very immediate reaction. Like, from talking to a lot of other people, I have a lot of friends who, like, had these very slow realizations that they might not be straight, but for me, as soon as I found out it was possible, I was like, yeah, that's me. Wow. So that happened really early for you. Yeah, I think it was nine when that happened. The other queer experience most discussed in my interviews, but also in our culture, is the coming out story. I got lots of different types of coming out stories, just from a handful of interviews. Some people had great support systems, others didn't. When they were talking about like, so gay people exist, like, did you recognize yourself in that? Or when did you realize that about yourself? Um, I never realized I was that, like, if I, that I was any different from mm -hmm. other kids. Because my uh, mother herself, she's bisexual. Mm -hmm. So uh, my parents are pretty, how do you say it? Hippie-like mm -hmm. in their sexual uh, beings, and they also sometimes like. Uh, I was raised until I was two years old by my mother, my father, and my mother's girlfriend. Oh, okay. So we were always like just very open about it, about nudity, about sex, about everything that I had questions about. So my mother tells me that she knew that since I was five that I wasn't straight, <laughs> but I think I realized it myself when I was about. 11 or 12 maybe i came out at 14 mm -hmm. uh to my family at 30 mm -hmm. and my mother was like oh we are a new girl <laughs> what are you whining about <laughs> something like that um so just about it i realized about 11 or 12 that i 
uh, thought girls in TV shows were hotter than guys, and that I didn't understand why this girl got so fed up because this guy doesn't like her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your mom was like, "Yeah, I already knew." <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a ho- no, not horrible. It was a great experience. I came downstairs bawling my eyes out, like, "Mom, I want to tell you something." And she put the TV on mute. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me like, what's up? Uh, are you <laughs> sick? Or is there something wrong? I said, no, I'm gay. And she said, oh, oh yeah, I knew. <laughs> Click. I could have told you that. Yeah. <laughs> the first person Jamie came out to in real life was supportive in a different way. And she went to school with me. And um, after my 13th birthday party, uh, she came back for a sleepover. And so it was kind of like a middle of the night sharing secrets. I've been awake way too long and eaten a lot of sugar kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I told her. And she was, she was nice about it. She was supportive um, for the whole time. Uh, at first, she, she did this thing a few times where she was like, um, I'm going to figure out if you're gay or straight. And so she played this game where she would bring in like a magazine, like a Cosmo Girl or something, and she would point at pictures of girls and pictures of guys and be like, which one's hotter? And then like after she had done this a few times, she, she was like, I figured it out. You're right. You are bisexual. <laughs> and so I guess like, you know, I helped her by opening her eyes to more things. And <laughs> she was like the one person I had at that school who knew and was, was supportive and nice about it. So yeah. it's good to have that. So this is the last episode of this mini-series, and I've truly enjoyed making it and connecting to people over such an intimate topic, so I hope to gather more first orgasm stories and produce more episodes of this podcast. So this is a call for stories. Do you remember your first orgasm? Send me your story. It could be a voice message or an email or, I don't know, whatever piece of art you want to send me. You can email me at jhresearchpodcast at gmail.com. strong feelings about that it's a very like not special moment but nobody ever talks about it like exactly yeah yeah i it's not it's unlike like maybe your first period like that's a moment that most people would remember really clearly and it's embarrassing sometimes but it's not like you can talk about it it's disgust, mm-hmm. and I. This is not, uh, like, no, in a very different way from like losing your virginity or something like that. That's another thing that might be disgust, even if it's a little embarrassing. But like this, mm-hmm. feels like there's a lot of shame connected when you haven't had an orgasm, yes. and there's a lot of shame when you have. Like, the, it's just a very it's a heavy topic, and it's really it interesting is. to hear stories about it. This has been Coming of Age. I'm Josie Herbert. 
Our original music is by Timothy Fox, and you can find his music at timothyfox.bandcamp.com. Thank you to all the people I interviewed for your stories, patience, time, and general fabulousness. Thank you also to Mariah Janssen, Lindsay Van Cleef, Yana Byers, Caleb Smiley, and Timothy Fox. But no, we have a lot of, like, um, you have Freie, which is called, um, Freie, it's not, it's untranslatable, mm. but it's love making. Mm-hmm. But Freie, the word itself doesn't mean anything except for, like, lovely, sensual sex. Okay. Neuk is, like, what do you do in porn. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we have a pipe and all other things. We have a pipe and all other things.